Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, August 25th, 5.49 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures up five cents at 6.62 and three quarters. November soybeans down four and three quarters at 14.52 and a quarter. December Chicago wheat down six and a quarter at 8.07. December Kansas City wheat down three and three quarters at 8.89 and a half. December spring wheat up two and three quarters at 9.22 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Uh, leave me a review on that Apple app if you wouldn't mind. I could use some more reviews there. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, uh, subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. Leave me a comment. Uh, what do the crops look like in your neighborhood? What kind of potential do you have? If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website website www.standardgrain.com uh, check out my premium subscription service today guys i send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day morning email goes out about 5 30 a.m central time tons of info in there overnight headlines charts graphics weather info my daily subscriber only videos are part of this deal yesterday i did a full grain marketing rundown of everything i've advised for uh, 2022 and 2023 corn, soybeans, and winter wheat. Uh, when I put out marketing recommendations, guys, I show you guys everything I've advised uh, for the entire year, broken down by percentage, the good, the bad, the ugly. I provide the uh, logic behind all of it. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today, 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time, no other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. Pro Farmer Crop Tour was out with results from Illinois and also Western Iowa yesterday. We'll start with Illinois. The state's corn yield pegged at 190.7. Uh, that was down from 196.3 last year and um, above the three-year tour average of 185.6. Soybean pod counts uh, per three-by-three three plot, uh, 1249. Uh, that's down from 1279 last year. Uh, above the three-year tour average of 11.74. Scouts in Illinois noted some uh, stress due to heat, lack of moisture. Crop potential is good, but I think that um, this was kind of disappointing, uh, Illinois in particular, uh, for the crop tour. I think the general expectation was that, you know, Illinois and most of Iowa would be really good, and this was maybe not as good as expected. Uh, the tour also re released results from western Iowa, and a lot of western Iowa has been dry and kind of drought-stricken this year. Eastern Iowa was in much better shape for uh, the majority of the growing season. The Northwest Iowa corn yield 181.2, uh, down from 183.9 last year, three year tour average 183.4. So still pretty close to that three year tour average, but down from last year. West Central Iowa 180.8 for corn, uh, down sharply from 201.1 last year and below the three year tour average of 188.7. Southwest Iowa corn yield 173.7, down sharply from 192.5 last year. So this, this stuff in Western Iowa is not good and uh, maybe even below what had been expected. Uh, the soybean pod counts were not good either. So I do believe this year that the crop tour has had an impact on the corn market in particular. And that's something that I don't ever really recall seeing. Uh, the corn market typically doesn't rally during crop tour week. And if it does, it doesn't rally very much. I've just never seen a correlation between the tour and, and action in the market to any real significant degree. But I think we're seeing it this year. Uh, one, because yeah, a lot of this stuff is disappointing. And two, uh, we're seeing stuff like this. 
This is an article that was in Bloomberg uh, yesterday evening. And keep in mind, guys, every large money manager, every big trader in the entire world sits in front of a Bloomberg terminal all day, every day, and they look at this stuff. So this was the Bloomberg uh, article. U.S. crop tour stokes fear of looming corn shortage. The article reads like this. Parched soils, grasshopper infestations, scorching heat, hail damage. This year's U.S. corn crop has been put through the ringer and it shows Things are so bad that scouts currently on a four-day tour through the Midwest are finding plants that are stunted and browning. Scores of field have, fields have visible impact from pests. Cobs of grain are unusually small, and some, sometimes stalks aren't producing the ears at all. Now, this is not inaccurate necessarily, but I feel like it's a bit hyperbolic and maybe exaggerates the situation. I mean, if I look at this and I didn't know anything about corn, I would think this is 2012 all over again, and this was an absolute disaster. Uh, the reality of the situation is that it's not an absolute disaster. Uh, the corn yield nationally is not going to be trend. It's going to be, you know, five bushels below trend. Maybe it's 10 bushels below trend. I don't have any real strong thoughts about uh, the exact, like, corn yield number. I just feel like this is maybe... a uh, exaggerating the situation slightly. And like I said, every big money manager out there, they're looking at this stuff. So if you're a big fund manager, you're looking for a market with the story, uh, maybe you've got one here. But again, I have no disagreement with what the tour is finding. I have no uh, thoughts of my own in, in terms of the, uh, you know, how big the crop is. Is the tour wrong? Is the tour right? I don't have any issue with even what they're saying in this article. I just feel like you, you look at what they're saying here in a vacuum and it makes it look um, a heck of a lot worse than maybe it actually is in reality, because this is not 2012. This is going to be a year where we're going to be below trend by five to 10 bushels, maybe more than that. And, you know, worst case scenario, I don't know, but it's, it's not as disastrous as this would make it seem. But I think that this sort of stuff does have an impact on the market. I, I do believe that. Uh, CONAB, which is like Brazil's USDA, of course, uh, is projecting a record Brazilian soybean crop. The projection's not a surprise. We've seen this stuff before. But uh, their new projection, 150.36 million metric tons. That would mark a 21% increase versus uh, this past year's harvest and an 8% increase from the prior record, which was two years ago. CONAB expects soybean acreage to increase by 3.54% to a total of 104 104.8 million acres. Conab's president said this, despite the increase in production costs, the crops still have good liquidity and profitability for the Brazilian farmer. They've also got an export estimate here, 92 million metric tons, which would be a record. If you want to compare this stuff just for the sake of comparison, a 150 million metric ton crop would be 22% larger than this year's U.S. soybean crop. Exports at 92 million would be 36% larger than this year's uh, U.S. export target. So Brazil is is uh, you know has been over the last several years becoming the biggest player in regard to soybean production and soybean exports uh, globally speaking. U.S. ethanol production improved slightly last week. Weekly output 987,000 barrels per day. That was up less than one percentage point on the week, up almost 6% versus the same week last year. Pretty normal seasonal print. You'll start to see increased ethanol production when harvest deliveries of corn begin You know, late September, October. Ethanol stocks reported at 23.8 million barrels. That was up 1.5% on the week. That is the highest seasonal print on record for ethanol stocks. 
EIA gasoline data is still super noisy here. The data implied a 9.8% decline in gasoline demand after a big spike the week prior. I think you've got to look at the four-week average. The four-week rolling average implies that gasoline demand has been running about 7% below last year's pace, and that's a big part of, of why gasoline prices have moved lower. We've just got reduced demand. The high prices resulted in some reduced demand. Looking at the weather, we've got some rains falling over uh, northern Illinois into parts of uh, Wisconsin here this morning. I kind of think or what the models show is that the system's going to break up before it gets to Indiana or Ohio. I'm not sure if that's a reality or not. I suppose you'll find out here over the next uh, 12 hours or so. There's also some spotty stuff over uh, Nebraska, parts of South Dakota, and then the southeast. Next seven days, you got maybe some more rain for Illinois and Indiana, uh, more rain for the south, maybe Kansas and Oklahoma in line for some rains here, which would be welcome, but not any big like sweeping system across uh, the Corn Belt or the Plains. 6 to 10, above normal temperatures for a lot of the Corn Belt and the Plains, and below normal precipitation for a lot of those same areas. Uh, I do not see any risk of frost uh, in the forecast here this morning, just uh, so you know, and I'm keeping tabs on that. We had a flash sale of soybeans to China yesterday, larger sale, about 19 million bushels, 517,000 uh, metric tons to China for new crop delivery. That's the fifth soybean flash sale to China for new crop delivery reported this month. Uh, it's around this time of year, typically, that China and other global buyers become a little bit more aggressive with purchases of new crop corn and soybeans. Uh, U.S. exporters have the fourth best book of new crop soybean export sales on record seasonally. 2020, 2014, and 2013 were better. We have an export sales report out at 7.30 a.m. Central this morning. Uh, corn sales for old crop and also soybean sales for old crop might be like negative, might be slightly positive. New crop corn sales expected 500 to 800. Uh, new crop soybean sales expected 500 to 1.2. Should see a good number there. Wheat sales for the current marketing year should be 200 to 500. Uh, September grain options expire tomorrow, guys. Make sure you take a look at any remaining open positions there. Live cattle futures were marginally lower. Feeder cattle mixed yesterday. We've seen some cash so far this week at 142 in the south, 148 in the western corn belt. U.S. dollars a little bit lower this morning. The S&P's up 23. The Dow Jones up 100 points. Uh, the bonds are up. Gold's up 15 bucks. Crude oil down 9 cents in the October WTI at 9480. It's been awfully strong this week. Everybody have a great day. I'll talk to you guys Friday morning.